Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire and I am joined not just by one guest but um, I also had to drag in Mr. Suit and Tie today because today's topic is all about healing through BDSM. I feel that personally um, there's a lot of misconceptions when we talk about BDSM and I've definitely talked about it a lot with the earbuds over the years, especially as I've been delving more into this type of lifestyle, but I'm doing a first. I've never had a listener takeover and with the help of certified earbud, Snowy, welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, You've been you. listening to the show for how long? You could be honest too. <sighs> I think, honestly, for about, I would say, three or four months. I'm fairly new. Yes. Um, I kind of, and I don't also listen in order. I listen to, like, ones that stick out to me first. I try to start from the beginning a little bit, but the ones that stick out, oh, nope, that one. That I, one's mine. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I don't, that's why I try to make this show um, very, as we say in the radio world, evergreen. Um, because I don't want people to listen in order. You know, I want people like yourself, like you said, whatever reaches out to me, I'll listen to first and then kind of like fall in line. I love that because that's why I like to cater to the topics that I do. And also joined today, I got suit and tie in the house. Dr. Benjamin. No, he's no, not a doctor. Don't say doctor. He's not a doctor. <laughs> I am not yet. <laughs> but I do have the suit and tie in the house because whenever we talk about BDSM, um, I don't want to claim myself as an expert. I'm not going to bullshit the earbuds out there. I feel like, again, on social media, there's a lot of people that claim their expertise on things and they're not experts. They're not experts. I, I would say I'm not a newbie to this lifestyle, but I'm definitely not an expert. Now, this sir, he lives in it. He's my dom. That's how we got started into this relationship before it was a fuck ship. You know, before there was the love element, we were just trying to fuck. That's really what it came down to. And, Don't, you know, no. hey, we played pool. We did play pool. <laughs> you kind of dom me then before I knew what I was jumping into. And, you know, the rest is history. But Snowy, I want to say thank you so, so much for being the first of hopefully many earbuds. Honestly, Snowy slipped in my DMs and was like, I don't know if you do this, but I would love to come on your show. And I'm like really well what, what the fuck you want to talk about what, what do you got to bring to the table what what do you think the earbuds would be interested in listening to and we were throwing around some ideas and we came up with this and so snowy tell us you know a little bit about yourself as to why again we're doing a topic centered around you and your lifestyle well first off thank you so much for having me and for being your first earbud on the show that's so awesome yes um I'm so excited to be here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, I would say I am someone that definitely was probably had this lifestyle in me for probably my whole life, but didn't really know what it was or what to do with it. Um, and then one day it just kind of clicked. 
And really the rest is history. I just started to realize that I enjoyed things differently than most. And I realized that I was not just someone who was just going to be sexually active. I wanted something to be deeper and definitely have more of a connection than, oh, we just had sex. Here we go. This was it. (laughs) And that's all it is. I like that. Now, being a person of color, do you would you say that you have faced some adversities being in this lifestyle? Because let's be honest, when people type in BDSM, it's very rare you'll see people of color roped up, you know, being doms, being subs. It's a lot of white people. Sorry. Sorry, suit and tie. (laughs) I'm just... His eyes personal was... experience. No, I'm not rolling my <laughs> eyes. I'm like looking back and being like, not my experience. But I also, I do. I definitely. I know mainstream. Yeah, mainstream wise. I mean, let's face it. Fifty Shades of Grey. When people say BDSM, they think Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm really, really been trying to since the series came out. I read it. I watched the movies, and I was like, this is bullshit. This is a bullshit fantasy mommy porn image of what BDSM is, you know, but that's a lot of people's go to resource. It is. Or, you know, you go to kink.com and it's like, yeah, you'll see some people of color, but you don't see people like the likes of you and I. You don't see that a lot. Or if you do, it's more of the like fetishy BDSM that is, you know, brought up you know brought forth so again bringing it back what kind of adversities did you face or like you I'm guessing are more on the subtype correct yeah I do more so lean towards the s side of things I am personally myself a switch um and I definitely did start as a sub so it's kind of more of my easy to fall to kind of thing yeah um but for sure I have definitely found some adversity some forms of Almost sometimes people are not trying to put racism out there, but it just comes so naturally because of the way we've put things out into the universe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes people don't even realize what they're doing Um, and fetishizing also the fact of being of color. Right. And I feel like more so when I have somebody who we know we always get those random doms who reach out to you through DMs and stuff like that. And they'll just say hi. And within 10 minutes, they're like, I've always wanted to, you know, dom like a black girl or I've always wanted to be dommed by, you know, a black girl who was strong and, you know, stuff like that. And I like a thick girl. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's like you're going about this whole protocol protocol, by the way, if you want to jump in, Benjamin. What would you say is protocol for people sliding in DMs asking to be dommed or saying that, hey, I'm a dom, won't you be my submissive? What would you say the protocol should be? Um, don't slide into people's DMs. Where would you say the, per- <laughs> like, where would you say safe spaces are? Because I know people ask me all the time, they're like, well, I know that you and Suit and Ty met on Tinder, but. We, yeah. But that wasn't our, our conversation. Like, when we got together. No, don't approach people the the proper way to find a dom or a submissive is the same way you find literally anyone else socially say hi to them first and get to know them 
and see what they do and what they're into first and make sure you have chemistry before you start trying to strike up some type of like BDSM relationship. Unless you're at a dungeon seeing them do things and been like, hey, it could be fun to do a scene with you. But but for people out there, they're like, I just want to find resources. You know, I know you're on FetLife. I mean, FetLife is as functional as any other website. And what about yourself? I, know, I see, I see the grimace from yeah. Snowy. <laughs> yeah, FetLife is a, is a, FetLife is yeah. a, more goods and more bads. Yeah, it's just very much like, oh, I want to go on it, but do I want to deal with this today? Exactly. <laughs> kind of yeah. Oh, I, it's so much bullshit. I was on, I think, so FetLife for 12, maybe six hours, and I was like, fuck no. Fuck no, I can't do this. I cannot yep. do this. Because for me, I'm like, Compared to him, I'm vanilla as shit. Like, we do a lot of non-vanilla shit, but as far as, like, I'm not a pain slut at all. I, I no, I got a pain threshold. You know, I, I take a lot of bruises. I do have bruises right now that are visible on me that are consensual. Let me just put that out there. Very consensual bruises. But at the same time, compared to the other subs that he's had, oh, yeah, no. Half of the tools that he has in his bag, I can never use. So I'm like, oh, fuck no. I cannot take that. I'm curious just because we kind of like veered off because I know where my comfort level is in terms of like protocol and meeting people. Yes. But I'm curious what Snowy is because it looks yeah. like she had a different answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I'm not 100% opposed to you sliding into a DM because I kind of started to learn a little bit of BDSM and kink through kind of getting on social media a little bit at first. And then that kind of gave me the place to go find other resources. Cause I've had some great people who have just come into my DMs purely cause they wanted to know and they mm-hmm. liked how I was and they had honest, good hearted questions. And that I'm fine with. If you approach me and you say, Hey, I'm new or Hey, I don't know how this works or Hey, I like what you do. Can I talk to you about it? If you approach me as if, you actually want to get to know who I am and what I am, and there's a purpose for you being here, I completely will try my best to respond to you. It's when you come in my DMs like, hey, you know, I can see you're a pain slut. We would do well together, you know. That's when I'm like, yeah, the fuck back. <laughs> you're like, let's try that again. I'll give you one more time to try. <laughs> That's so much more patience than they deserve. Absolutely. Because recently a friend of mine came up to both of us and on a video call, she was like, I got to let you know this crazy ass story. And she said this man approached her at a gas station. She was in the car with her kids and approached her at a gas station asking for services. And I'm like, excuse you. Right. And she, one, she's not in the lifestyle at all. So again, he, he just was saw her at a gas station and was like, "I'll hire you to dominate me." Yes. Oh, and, absolutely not. Oh yeah, and, right. Yeah. So oh, red no. flag number one. What in God's name? Yeah, one people, earbuds. I don't want to ever hear that you were solicited at a gas station, at a grocery store. There needs to be again. Protocol. Protocol happens in all forms of lifestyle. If you are in the BDSM lifestyle, if you are poly, any form of kinky, there's always some form of protocol on how to approach people. So, yeah, he fucked up, number one, by approaching her at a gas station to not knowing 
that she's maybe not even in the lifestyle. So he's randomly asking women at this point. Two, he apparently had a girlfriend. So he was like, you're going to have to call me on a trap phone so that she won't know what we're doing. Fuck up number two. You're going to give her a double whammy? Oh, yeah. oh yeah! Sorry, but yeah, the, the, that takes some cojones, I will say. Absolutely, but here, this is like you know, bringing it back to what we're gonna get into. Um, you know, I feel that again, I blame mainstream media and how they portray BDSM for the way people just think that this is an everyday thing. Yes. Everyday people practice BDSM. That's what I really want people to understand. Like there are people like yourself, normal nine to fivers. You're also a mom. You're poly. You know, you have a whole different side of you. And people always have this conception that, okay, if you are in the BDSM lifestyle, there's something wrong with you. You're fucked up in the head. You know, there's some sort of trauma. <laughs> Oh, he's coughing into a pillow. Great radio <laughs> protocol. I love it. That's fantastic. Right? But it's like, you know, there's this misconception. But I'm like, when I go to lifestyle parties, it is nothing what I see on the television. There are some people, honestly, personally, I would not fuck. But I'm not going to kink shame them, you know, and right, what they yuck like. Your yum. Yeah, I'm not very going to yuck someone's yum. We like what we all like, you know, the whole nine. Um, speaking of party, say, my timing. girlfriend just texted me asking, <laughs> hey, are you going to the, the swingers party next Saturday? I am not. You're going to listen to this episode. You text me during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, going back to it, it's like, yes, there are people like yourself, as we're going to get into you use the form of BDSM to heal through trauma. And then there are people like myself. Heal, heal from trauma. Heal from trauma. Sorry, not through trauma, but from trauma. Um, then there's people like myself. I was never sexually assaulted or abused. Um, but for me, as we definitely talked, ben, Benjamin and I, um, BDSM for me is like a relinquish of power. I feel like I'm very much in a power position in my normal day-to-day -day activity. So this is a time where I can let my inhibitions go and receive a pleasure in a different way than, like you said, normal penetrative sex. You know, there are different ways and outlets. Yes, BDSM is a form of sex, but it doesn't have to be sex. You know, there are people that have, you know, dom-sub dynamics that don't involve penetration or, or fingering of any form. Mm. I was going to say, and, and for clarity, there are, there are people who use BDSM to heal from trauma that it doesn't, isn't always sexual in nature. There's plenty of, there are plenty of kinds of trauma that people have to, <laughs> are working through in their adult lives and BDSM can be a way to work on many of them. Absolutely. So Snowy yourself, um, when you approached me, you know, the first thing that grasped to me was that you said BDSM for you is, is healing. So for you, let's go down the list. What is it about BDSM? What form of bondage, uh, bondage, dominance, submission, masochism do you partake in? Oh my goodness. I sometimes like, where do you start? <laughs> um, but 
basically, um, I'm like I tell everybody, um, I'm always exploring. You're always growing and changing. So what I might have liked yesterday, I might not like next week, um, and so on and so forth. But I will say that I definitely do enjoy the uh, the DS dynamic. Um, I also love being in pet space was probably the first thing I ever kind of fell in love with when it came to PDSM. Did you say pet space? Pet space? Pet space, yes. <laughs> oh, please, please explain <laughs> to the audience, what is pet space? Because we've heard of subspace. I've talked about subspace a lot, but pet space, please. Sure. Um, well, my definition, I am by no means any form of a kink expert myself. This is all through my own personal research and my own personal discovery. But pet space, at least for me, is a place of giving up a loss of power, but taking over the form of an animal of your choosing. So oh. for me, I chose a, I always consider myself a pup, but I more so am a wolf pup because I enjoy huskies and I'm Native American. So that I'm very connected with wolves. Um, so I choose to be a wolf pup because they're always springing and happy and excited. And the love that you get from your dog when they see you, when you walk in the door, that's the reaction I'll have when you walk in the door. Aww. And so that's the kind of bond that I like to create. Do you like um, to wear the, the pup attire at times? Because I know that there are a lot of people who do participate in pup play. They will put on, you know, the leash, the, the mask the collar, the whole nine. I have to send you a picture because actually I do have a picture on my Instagram of it, uh, but I have, my husband's actually over there. Speaking of dogs. Oh, right. So Call the of dog. the dogs over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, they just know. They just know I'm talking about it. Um, <laughs> but I do have a hood. Um, I have my leash, my collar. I'm still working on getting the right kind of like the fur ears for kind of more. So just walking around and stuff like that. I have a buff plug tail at the moment. I don't have a clip on one yet. I'm looking for a clip on one so that way I can start kind of, you know, branching out a little bit more with it. Um, but yeah, putting on the hood, I will definitely say, put you in that form of subspace. Mm -hmm. where now, do, it's, you, do you go out and not to interrupt? Do you go to parties dressed like this as well? Or is it more privacy of your own home between, you know, I don't know if you call them your master, your dom, Please correct me at any point. Ah, he just found the picture. You found it. I love this. Go. Please send me this. I would love to put that as the promo. Honestly, no, for I sure. would love to. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. It's a great picture. Yes. You guys, we're gonna post it up on Sapphire's <laughs> Play on the um, Instagram. But I, I love this. So going on, your master dom sub. Do you guys do this publicly behind closed doors? Like for you. When you're practicing, you know, these types of play, where do you feel more comfortable? When it comes to me, um, I always say I have a little bit of my space everywhere I go. It's just how much I'm going to put out into the universe today. Um, I will say, obviously, the hood and all that kind of stuff is way more comfortable to do kind of either in the space that's meant for it. So there's like a virtual pup party going on. Or there's mm -hmm. a play party going on where there's pups involved. Even just a normal play party, I feel like being a pup in that space. Um, totally comfortable with things like that. Obviously, at home, um, if Easier I still than wearing the hood of, to the grocery store. <laughs> oh yeah, very much so. Especially because I will warn people that sometimes dogs do get a little bit confused if you come up to them in the hood. So if you go outside with it, 
some dogs are a little bit like what what excuse me some, <laughs> how, how do you, how are your dogs how do your dogs receive this when they see you Oh, I mean, I really try not to, you know, be as much as I can with the hood on, at least around them. So it's not like, cause I always want to tell people this is not any kind of form of bestiality of any kind at all. I am not doing anything sexualizing animals themselves. I'm a human pet. For starters, I always want to make sure people know that. Thank you. Because again, there's a lot of misconceptions. People think that, okay, pup play or any type of animal play, furry play is borderline. I was actually about to clarify for listeners, like pet play is also not the same as furries. No, no. And I, a different community, a whole different. And I didn't, I will say maybe within my last two, three years of coming across, you know, people who participate in more of the animal play versus the furry, they're like, no, no, there's like, they were just like adamant, you know, almost like how unfortunately people say that gays and lesbians don't get along together. It's kind of like, it's their own community. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm sorry not to offend. It's like, well, not just that, but also like pet play is small. Yes. Relatively, in terms of like known communities, furries are out there and it ha- there's a stigma, which is unfortunate. Absolutely. A lot of times, a lot of it is, is pet play people trying to like distance themselves from a stigma that, um, whether fair or unfair, is inaccurate to them. I will say recently, um, I don't know if you've heard of Hump Fest by Dan, uh, hosted by Dan Savage every year. I've heard. I think I've heard of it. it. Sounds familiar. First time ever. I have never seen pup play being. Oh, that's right. You didn't go porn. with us to the theater. No, but we but we yeah. saw it from this year. No, I forgot. This was your first time. No, so this is my second time. Your second hump. My second hump. But um, <laughs> we went to the virtual hump, you know, because of COVID, and one of the short films was on pup play. Had no idea where this was gonna go. It was one of those, you know, vignette type of films, and. You know, it was very entertaining. It was extremely entertaining because <laughs> it was it was like I think the name of the title was called Playdate. And we're like, okay, where the fuck is this going? It was real it was real it was delightfully weird. It was about like um it took place in a post apocalyptic world and they're like like she's like, Oh, I'm not I'm not like other people and they're like and the other girl's just like Oh, I can tell. And then it's like you're like slowly like watching her transform into a pet. It's like I'm just like oh watching, like, oh, that's where this is going. It was like first it's you like see a ball. Oh yeah. yeah, like first you see like a ball, and then there's like the leash, then there's the uh-huh. hood, and then next thing you know, they're frolicking out in the post-apocalyptic world, having a legit play date, roaming the fields, and it was great. I was like, it was very. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was funny and sweet. It was. It was. So. You know, I was doing a lot of research um, prior and I was finding some interesting sources, you know, talking about how people identify with BDSM and again, you know, the healing aspect. So for you, you know, what made you just one day say, okay, I've had a lot of things happen to me in my life and now there's this whole other world where... I can almost, not almost, but I can reclaim what has happened to me through this lifestyle. Like at what turning point, what did it for you? And was this before motherhood, after motherhood? Like walk us through. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So 
I would definitely say I think the time that I can really pinpoint was definitely after motherhood. Um, Because I will say motherhood puts you in this box Mm -hmm. for sure. And it's sometimes very hard to pull out of it, even when you want to. Um, I've heard pulling out of the box is an easy way to end up in motherhood. (laughs) That (laughs) is extremely true. And that is fantastic. I will never forget that. I'm going to keep that with me forever and use it. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Um, But yeah, that was the, probably I'll say about, I was probably about a mom for about three or four years or so. And when I was probably about 17 or so, I was in a very extremely abusive relationship, very uh, physically abusive, very emotionally abusive. And then years prior to that, um, I was in a very sexually abusive relationship. You kind of get into those cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also just one of those girls that sadly, because of my skin tone, I grew up in a very white community. I think I told you when we first spoke that I was the first real person of color to go to my school district at the time. (sighs) Um, So I was very so much fetishized more than anything. Mm -hmm. So when you constantly have that reeling in your head all the time, then, oh, I'm only like because of this or guys only want me because I'm fetishized. And then once people find out that you're also bisexual, then you had a whole another realm of people who then say, Ooh, it's a, I get double now. And they just try to get with you for that reason. Um, so I basically kind of took those experiences. And then also the fact that outside of my kink life, I am very much the one who's in control, in charge, very, I would say I'm very dominant in my own life. Um, so I'm the one who's takes control of the schedule. I'm the one who is the breadwinner in my family. I am the one who my kid knows I'm going to ask mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the one who, when I got to get somewhere in life, I'm going to change it and do it now. And it's going to happen. I might cry and scream through it, but it's going to get done. Um, and there was a point where I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm so tired of having the power for a little while. I'm so tired of being the dominant one in my life. I want to just let somebody else take that responsibility from me for a little while. And that doing that kind of helped me heal myself in a way because I also started to let go of that need to always be in control and being able to trust the universe myself and my decisions and other people that you can get you can you don't have to be alone to do things you don't have to always be in control of the situation some things are out of your control and then being able to say to somebody this is what I want this is how I want it this is what I expect that was able to give me the power to say, this is my time where I get to pull away mm-hmm. and submit to somebody or to be the bottom to somebody and let go of that control for a little while and take a break. Almost in a sense, giving myself a little bit of my own meditation. So I'll be pent up and stressed out all day long. And the moment that that subspace hits or that moment of when you get tied up the first time you feel a knot feels you, you just breathe and let go. Absolutely. And some, somebody else is in control of the situation and you just get to live through it. Do you, do you find it difficult because you did say that you are a switch. So when you do you find it easier or harder to relinquish that power when you decide like, OK, I'm going to switch it up. And again, using that, you know, trauma that you had, but now becoming the enforcer rather than, you know, the recipient, you know, Am I saying it right? The recipient? The recipient? I think so. Yeah, the receiver. Yeah. The receiver of that pain. Because again, a lot of people will say that 
through BDSM becoming a bottom or a sub, you know, and healing through the traumatic experience that they, you know, went through, despite what it is. Um, again, like you said, it's giving up that power. The minute the rope is, you know, push, first put on, the minute the crack of the whip happens, it's not, you're not scared. It's more of like, you feel this overwhelming just type of sensation of like everything is okay because I know the person at the hands of the dominance is going to take care of me is going to know when I'm no longer in pleasure and when I'm actually receiving a lot of pain and I feel people don't seem to understand that unless if they're in that space so for you being a switch how do you channel that trauma and putting it back into the power to give on to another person. Basically, what I kind of do is, is it kind of seems a little strange, but I kind of go into that moment of as if the roles were reversed at the time that something might have happened to me. And in that situation, if I could have been in their head and I would have said, I would pull it back and I would turn it into something that's loving instead of hurtful. Mm -hmm. So I kind of pretend that I'm in their head and I'm making them think that, no, this is out of love. It's not out of hate. And then that starts to, you start to tell yourself that, no, you're doing this out of love. I know I'm not sure if I can speak for um, for everybody, but I will say sometimes when you are in that Dom headspace, you get to that point of like, oh, am I a bad person? Cause I keep doing this and I don't stop. Or, you know, especially when you're definitely new to what you think, you know, you're a terrible person, you know, for hitting somebody with a whip three <laughs> times and they winced really hard, you know, or the first time someone uses their safe word, you think like you're the worst person ever. Um, but, you know, that kind of, it helps me kind of channel that, no, I'm doing this because I'm giving the person what they want to help themselves heal. And through me healing myself, they're healing themselves. I'm taking control of a situation that I never had control of before and turning it into a beautiful thing instead of more so an ugly thing. Which I think a lot of people tend to think that, oh, you're just getting abused and you don't realize it. Mm. Or you're taking your aggression out on somebody else. And it's, no, it's actually because I sat with that person and we connected on a different level and they said, I trust you, you trust me. This is what we're going to do. Here's my hates, my likes, my hard nose, my limits. And they are the ne- have to negotiation, accept it. the negotiation right. process. That changes the difference between abuse and kink. It mm-hmm. is consent to almost a non-consent. You know, you're consenting to somebody to trust them enough to put your need really ahead of their own. Because no matter how much a dom can get into the headspace and want to just keep going, if that submissive gives you their safe word, it stops right immediately. So. For someone to have to then cut their own moment in half, sometimes that takes a lot, you know, more than some people even realize. Do you get into your own head sometimes? Like, do you find yourself, if you're doing something or something is being done to you, do you find triggered? Like, do you find yourself triggered at any point? Does it bring you back to, you know, the spot of said trauma that you're now, again, you're reclaiming that power. You're reclaiming, you know, that part that was lost of you, you know, in scene. Has that ever happened to you? Um, I will say in the beginning, for sure. I knew deep down that the more that I kind of pushed through it, the the easier it would be to move past the trauma. Um, in like the very, very beginning, I obviously, you know, I wouldn't take much. Um, you know, there were certain words you couldn't use with me. Um, 
Like for example, like I could not take spitting in the face because that was one of the things that my ex had did to me to kind of tell me to go f off. Um, mind you, he was also 21. I was seven, 18 at the time, you know, just a baby basically. Yeah. Um, so that was one of my hard limits because of that. But now starting to get a little bit, I'm not a hundred percent okay with it, but I'm not going to freak out if it happens now. And that's because over time of doing things, I kind of inched my way up to it. Um, you know, when I was first doing a lot of flogging scenes or anything like that, just because I was slightly worried about like a thuddy impact because that potentially was sometimes you were hit where it was sadly with a punch or the thud. So anytime, so like sometimes my outer forearm is a place where I will just say, don't do that because that would trigger me in that moment. So that's also how I would know somebody who really cares about me or not. If they remember those trigger things for me because they have to know that kink is a healing thing for me. And it's more than just posting on Instagram or, you know, stuff like that. So if you really care about me, those triggers are going to matter so much to you. And then again, if they matter a lot to you, then that bond gets stronger and you heal more because you can learn, you can trust somebody to, you know, finally not use your triggers against you. Absolutely. You know, Benjamin, being that you are 100% Dom, even though I have tried, I have tried y'all. Sorry. I have tried. I can't <laughs> no even. Go. Oh my God. I can't even put, I can, if I'm on top, I'm not allowed to put his hands over his head. I'm not allowed to do it. There, there becomes a little fight. I mean, I was going to say, you can try. But I can try. A tussle. Yeah. It becomes a nice <laughs> little power exchange. Line, every Dom, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite line. I, uh, <laughs> I think I just heard that from my boyfriend a little while ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's sitting outside in the backyard right now, just waiting to find out how this is going. Oh, so, I love it! So he's like, "What are you gonna talk about?" You the entire time, the entire time. <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Don't worry." If she ha- she's with somebody who's white too, so we're all on the same level. Yes, <laughs> you know. Afraid. I'm, I'm glad we guy out. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you brought that up too. He just started following me, and I'm like, "Oh, he's a handsome man, and he's white too." Let, let's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did want to get into you, sir, but you've I been have... trying to get into me, and I told you no. <sighs> listen, <laughs> listen. That is for later. When I start editing, I'm gonna sit on the face as I edit. Yes, it's gonna happen. There you go. Or is he gonna say you can try? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I, oh no! I oh, no. love no. I love her sitting on my face. Oh yeah, he oh. he welcomes that. That's, go get it. That's, that's I'm all I'm all too happy to top from the bottom. <laughs> that's the only that power I get. <laughs> Girl, take that power. That's an amazing power. Oh yes, I'm like mm, clean that throne for me, sir. Thank you. Yes. Let me let me sit on it, Polish please. Scrub the whole nine, the whole nine. <laughs> yes. But as. Of course, my emergency call is going on right now. Lord Jesus, my father always seems to call me during recordings. He's like, he knows. <laughs> he knows when I'm talking about something sexual. Does he just like cut through the not, do not disturb? It does. It does that because he's emergency contact. Interesting. You would bypass that too. Anyways, going forward. Phones had that. Yes, phones have that. So with you, sir, um, in your dominance, okay. Okay. You have told me that there is no trauma per se, but you have had subs um, who have had trauma sure. done to them. So when you are with these, you know, subs and a lot of people, again, 
think that we just go into this and just don't talk about. But I feel like you are a very attentive dom that, you know, would stop at any form. I know when I wince at a certain time, like I'll wince and I'm, you know, I expect him to keep going and he'll stop and I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm fine. Keep going. I don't feel like I do yep. that anymore. No, not I used anymore. I do that a lot. And now I get to the point where I trust people. I've gotten to the point where even with new subs, like I'll teach, I'll, I'll, I don't, I hate to say I teach someone. Um, well, you did teach me how to suck dick. I well, actually, not teach me how to suck dick, but teach true. me how to swallow because I did not like swallowing. Oh, I wasn't a big fan either for a little while. It took some training. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great teacher. I'm just like, thank you, but I'm still not going to swallow any guys' cum. So don't even try. Don't slide in my DMs, guys. It's not going to happen. Um, yep, ain't going to happen. I was going to say, uh, I've I found. I found um, tactics and, and loopholes and ways to work around and circumnavigate the issues from before. So a lot of times before, like the seeing the sub wince too hard where I would stop, be like, oh no, are you okay? Um, instead, now I, when things are starting out early, I'll do a scene and like work, I'll, I'll if I see them wince instead of going, or, or, or if I see like I'm pushing a little further instead of saying, Oh no, are you okay? I'll tell, I'll just say outright, I'll be like, say your safe word if it's too much. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> like, okay. it's, like, it's like, all right, we're going to keep going then. And I'll just keep going. And like, in time they, if they start to like wriggle or something, I'll, I'll point it out, I'll be like, say your safe word. And sometimes they will. And then like, I know that like it's it, teaching them to trust me to stop when they say a safe word, but also like it allows me to trust them that they'll stop me if do it's you, too much. Do you walk through their trauma beforehand as well, or do you wait for them to say something? Uh, I have... N- mm, the only time I've had anyone... I don't... I, I don't sit here and walk people through trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple subs say things to me or not even just subs but like partners and two just not in non-bdsm situations who have said um without getting into you know intense detail they'll say you know i uh, don't uh don't touch my ears was one of them oh wow um or uh things like that mm-hmm. where they're, they're like they're like um and i don't question it because when people tell you not to do something that's their business um, some so if they offer it forward, then great, and uh, it's good information to have. But um, generally, uh, it's more just you know it's on those hard limits. It's like, hey, I'm not into anal. Hey, don't you know, don't slap me in the arm. Depends on what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, and most people like you don't have to walk through the trauma. Most if people want to like go through trauma normal or talk through their trauma with me and talk about kink with kink and their trauma normally that conversation happens later in it's not happening in the in the early onset absolutely my goodness um a lot has been said and i'm just like again it's a way that i feel that i feel that personally bdsm is therapeutic i find it very therapeutic i feel like in a way in our beginning stages in our relationship, before it was a relationship, it brought me closer than I felt 
with other partners. I don't know if you've felt the way the same way, Snowy, that it almost makes you feel closer to your partners than you normally would have in just regular intercourse. Um, I feel it's because, again, we do a lot of communication. There's a lot of negotiating that leads up to the fantasies being played out. Even during the fantasies, it's a lot of intimate touch. There's a lot of words that are exchanged. It's not like this, all right, go ahead and beat my ass for, you know, 15 maybe a couple hours you know I feel that it's a beautiful experience when people do get the time to experience that type of pleasure because let's face it no not knocking monogamous couples but I am going to knock y'all a little bit a lot of monogamous couples don't communicate the way that they should and I feel like everybody should take lessons from BDSM and from polyamory. You don't have to live our lifestyle. You don't have to partake in it, but you could definitely take a, a few lessons in communication and knowing your partner and what they want and when they're not interested. I feel that's um, a very big problem that leads into further sexual trauma in relationships is that, you know, there's this misconception that in order to uh, to keep a relationship the sex has to be on the table and that sex has to be my way or the highway there is no negotiate there is no negotiations there is no you know working our way through it either you suck my dick or you don't you eat my pussy or you don't slap my ass the whole nine but then when you come into the world of BDSM and you meet these amazing individuals who are like yourself, moms, teachers, doctors, lawyers, some of the um, the play parties that we've gone to, I mean, these people are like big deals. And then you hear like why they're in this lifestyle and it's like, oh, wow. And you're married and yet you found a different side of you in a non-sexual environment with your dom or with your sub. I, I find that very beautiful. Yeah, that's a, to me, that's probably the most beautiful thing about BDSM. Like you hit the nail on the head with everything. Cause I've also, I'm in long distance kink relationships. Um, I also will do, I have somebody that is a dom that I will role play with um, just through messaging. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother box to open up there. Um, but that just to create that intimacy in a way that doesn't have to be physically sexual too. Like I feel like people sometimes don't understand that just because there's not this intense sexual, oh, I want to fuck this shit out of you tension that there's not that that passion's not there. Absolutely. You know, there's a different kind of passion that once you let go, you release and you get on that level with somebody that you really care about and trust that you you realize you really can't get from sex at all you know it's a different kind of mindset it's a different kind of place you let yourself go to like your body does something i feel sometimes completely different you know like i feel like sometimes when i'm in a sexual headspace i'm more so worried about is this working is this good 
is it going to be good enough to get him at the end? You know, that's sort of, am I going to get myself too at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> There's always that anticipation. Like, you know, I really wish that there was a device. Then again, I don't because then I'm like, fuck, that might ruin a fantasy or two. But like, you know, honestly, when you're in the middle of sex, do you ever just wonder like, what the fuck is going through your mind? Like you flip me over a certain way and you fuck. Like I ask him that all the time. I'm like, what were you thinking when you did this? And he's like, I wasn't. Right. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. That's legit what I always get. And I'm, they're like, oh, I just did it. And I'm like, okay. Right. I, I could just do it. Exactly. Because I'm like, I'm strategic. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to make like, some circles. Right, left, yeah, left hip here, bounce, put it down, slow, pick it up. Yes. Like, I'm using this, like, in, to my advantage, like, when I'm playing video games. Yeah. It's you, a choreography. That is it's a video game. not what you ask me. I could tell you that shit. You go, like, what? what's going through your mind? I'm just like, sex no 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 i will i'm gonna put him on blast i'm gonna put him on blast we because we do not fuck without music it's very rare that we have sex without you don't do anything without music that's true i really yeah, don't i was like this is not my thing this there's is you. always music playing but specifically like he he will get me ready in the mood and it'll be silent as fuck and i'm like nope you can start eating my pussy but i'm looking up a playlist right now like hold on i will have to stop and wait <laughs> For her to adjust the lights, get the music going. Get the splat mat, okay? Get the splat mat. Turn on the humidifier sometimes. Yes, yes. The whole night. They can't get hot up in there. Yeah, I'm just lying on the bed waiting. I'm just like, okay, let me know when you're done. Just dick all hard, just ready to go like, hey, look, we're just trying to have a good time over here. You're trying to set moods. But like... There's, but that gets you into your headspace. It gets me in my headspace. So like a couple weeks I ago. Don't, I don't criticize. I'll let you do it. He. This was like a couple weeks ago. All of a sudden he started doing some new moves. I'm like, motherfucker, when did you start rolling your hips? And what were you thinking? Because um, you never fucked me like this. What? What is going on in your head? He's like, I wasn't I thinking. I don't know how to explain to you that there are nerves in the penis. <laughs> And I'm following the direction that they say to go to feel good. He is the marionette puppet of that situation. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I have a divining rod called a cock and it leads to orgasms. Listen, I just want to know. I just want to know things. Or like if he's, you know, tying me up and he just like, he'll do like these little smirks. And I'm like, what are you mm-hmm. laughing about? And, and it's like nothing. And I'm like, it's got to be something. That is my, oh my gosh. Literally, I just got that like, I think 20 minutes ago, that little. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what are you laughing at? And they're just like, nothing, don't worry about it. I'm like, now I'm gonna worry about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you know that fucks like, with us doms doms out there y'all need to stop stop with the smirks i want smirks with explanations okay you're right it's totally not a power yep. move or anything <laughs> you oh, motherfuckers yeah, definitely not yeah no especially when they know the one the one look that will just get you to go <sighs> this man will do one look and then i know i'm like i'm in trouble and it's gonna mm-hmm. be great it's oh, gonna yeah. be great we were sitting in, I'm sorry, we were watching, we went to go see Adam's family last night. Um, 
at a graveyard, which is great. That's amazing. It was it some was. weird. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. That's yeah. your story, right? Weird shit happened oh, last night. They said that there were bats flying around. There like, was. There was a bat flying over the cemetery. We heard a random it ass. It was huge. We heard a random ass oh. woman scream and nobody, nobody was like, nobody moved. I mean, some people around us were like, the it was, fuck is going it on? Was, it was pretty far away. It, it like, was. It was like the, a woman. A woman definitely screamed. It was not in the event we were at. It was somewhere else in the cemetery, probably. Listen, Maybe we were in a cemetery. The it, cemetery. Yes, but all wow. the twenty years that I have gone, I've gone at least like fifteen out of those twenty years that they've been around. I have never seen that or heard so much occurrence. And his ass broke a chair Damn, I knew for we a photo there. booth. Oh no! His ass. No, you didn't. No, what Megan? No, what <laughs> Sapphire did was she. T- I we are in line for a photo booth. It's set up like the conservatory in the Adams family, um, and everyone is sitting on the chair. So we had to stage it ahead of time. We're like, okay, we know what we're gonna do. And I go to sit on the chair, and the chair breaks. Oh, that chair I just just fell. Um, and I got up and as we're like, I'm looking at the photographer going like, Hmm, what do we like? What do we do? Talking like they're like running on, like grab the chair and like check things. And while I am trying to figure out what we're doing, Sapphire turns to the entire rest of the crowd. Who's all watching this. And she's just kind of like, dude, she just turns on the charm. And she's like, hi, like, Oh man, you guys know what happened. I'm just like, okay, go ahead. Like, I'm going to let her run crowd control while we figure this out. And she's like, she you know, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, that, she's like, you know, he's just got that ass though. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, there's right behind us a gr- uh, just a big old group of gay guys. I was like, yes, take him, please <laughs> take him. They were like, oh, we love you guys. You? What do you mean, take me? <laughs> you got a great ass. I'm just saying, it's a beautiful ass. The ass needs she to be gotta, shared to all. She's going to show it when it's nice. Yes. Got to present to the world. It looks nice. I'm getting the tally for this. You I already are. know. You're getting I'm a tally getting for trying tallies. to sell me out to a group of men. <laughs> <laughs> She's about to hoe you out. Listen, I love to hoe this man out. I really do. Just let me watch in the corner with popcorn and weed. That's all I need. Shit. Oh, girl, we're on the same level. We just, just connected again. I'm just that's... saying, like, people mm-hmm. always ask me, they're like, you really like to whore him? I was like, yes. Okay, it's the part of I'm my like, sub life ooh. I like to do. I'm like, ooh, you like to be tied up? Go see this man. Go get tied up by this man. Ooh, you like to yeah. be domed? Go, just let him, just let him wrestle you a bit. It's okay. You got my blessing. Go ahead. I want. I just want to be there. Yes. I want to chill. I want to watch. Let me chill, watch. You know, do what they just did in Sex Life. Oh God, that fucking show. Just put me on Facetime. Uh, Shit. Just put me on Facetime with consent. With consent, though. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Everything's with consent. With consent. From all parties involved. Yes. I'll tell you I, right now. Not a fan of that. On the Facetimes. <laughs> really had. Really not. I had. I had a partner once where she was like, uh, her husband was abroad. And she's like, okay, like I, I knew them. We had like, I'd been to their house numerous times. We'd all played together. Um, and he was like, full, like, like, okay. And I got over and I was having dinner with her. No, like, cause he was, she was like, hey, he's going to be out of town for a while. I'm going to be lonely. Do you want to come over? I'm like, absolutely. And like, as we're going to the bedroom, you're like, she's like, okay, he wants to like FaceTime in. I was like, what? I would have been fucking. I don't yes. mind being watched. Get my good like, side. Having to like worry about <laughs> camera placement and everything. I was like, this is extremely awkward. That's why we have the joys of a selfie ring light now. 
No, that's literally not why we have a ring light. <laughs> that's that you can't use it for that. But that's why I got exactly. a ring light, okay, honey? I'm such an exhibitionist. I'll put myself on the, the iPad screen and I'll beam it to my eye, my Apple TV to put it on the bigger screen. I'll be like, oh, shit, I can make this work. Okay, let's do this. I, I got this. All right. Some directing. It, oh, just the whole nine. Now, don't ask me to ever dom you guys, I am never a good dog. I try. I really Holy try. Holy shit, you have admitted it. I've admitted it. I'm not a good dom. I try. I try. It's, it's a little sad now that you're admitting it. It was cuter when you when you go, no, I'm a great dom. <laughs> I, I used to say it. I'm great with the ladies and the doming. And I'm just like, no, I just like have big clit energy. That's really what it comes down to. I like that big clit energy. Yeah, it's just big I'm clit. Use that. Yeah, it's like I really think sometimes my clit can form into a penis and just <laughs> satisfy every woman multiple times. Okay, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> Sapphire spiel is over. But yes, biggest takeaway that you would like. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just realized. Yeah, you we, like, went through a, we went through a whole movie right now. We really did go I'm, through a whole I movie. I enjoy that though. That Listen. was fantastic. I got a visual and everything. I was with you. I was really with you there. About the all right, keep going. I'm gonna write this down. I'm just saying. I just I had a moment with a chick a couple weeks, like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Fuck, I really get it. I need to get a strap on. Like it's been. I've been going without a strap oh on for God. like five, six years. We it's really. We had a threesome with this girl, and I was like, I was like, you should. I was like, you should bring the strap on. And Megan just goes. I, I don't have a strap on. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he Girl, did not know I didn't have a strap. Changer. I didn't. We've had. Oh, no, trust. I had a strap on. I just lost oh, it okay. in the custody battle. So I <gasps> was left with the shaft, literally. And I was lit. Oh, and I paid for everything. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, wait, what do you mean we're breaking up and you're taking the strap on and I'm taking the shaft? Bitch, I'm taking it all. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, well, you don't get a split this shouldn't have. I told you you could use mine. I don't like his harness. His harness is cheap. I'm sorry. You haven't tried it. I I do not like it. I tried it once. Did you? We did. Oh, okay. We did, and I did not like it. I mean, it's PVC. It's cheap, but it's made. It's exactly. Like, it's no. not easy. Look, it's not easy to find strap-ons for men. This pussy don't <laughs> do cheap. Okay, she don't do cheap. Te- no, no. We need Aslan leather. I need real leather. On my ass. Don't, I don't know how they make those. We'd have to commission it. No, no. I didn't we're, even know they made this one. I just stumbled across it at a kink convention. We're going to good vibes. That's it. We're making it not a... No, we're going to go to the pleasure chest. We're going to go to the pleasure chest. We're going to have fun. All right. And getting me a Stockroom.com is good, too. Oh, I love Stockroom. I do love Stockroom. I do. But, I have that favorite on my Google tabs. But the, the <laughs> pleasure chest, they, they treat Sapphire very well when I when I show up. they, they mm. There's also something great about going to like a classy sex shop because the people there always are like really chill and really fun to talk to. That's the best. It like I the have best. It, It's hard where I am particularly to find like kink specified shops. I had to basically go like into the city to find. I was going to say, you got to go into New York. 
for it. Into the action. Yeah, I gotta go into the city basically to really find because you'll get like there's a couple of places around me that they'll have some good quality stuff, but you can get the plethora. Like I want to see how many different forms of ball gags with different kinds of material. They'll I'm have glad, like the standard box stuff. <laughs> I'm glad that you're saying that too because I feel like also um, in wrapping up that people when it comes to bondage and just doing BDSM they think oh I can just go on Amazon I can look up all the no 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 there's a quality you got to get the quality toys you got to do your research of like the toys that are going to be used because for me as I said I I, this is luxury pussy okay (laughs) This pussy does have standards. Yes. Like, I am sensitive. I have to use specific condoms. I was at a play party last week, and (laughs) I fucked up. The motherfucker could not fit my condoms, per se. But I was like, you're not putting those condoms in me. Like, that's just not happening. So You got to come to the parties with a toolbox now i really do need to come with the toolbox and just say this is sapphire's sensitive pussy choices <laughs> sensitive pussy only that's it if you can't fit any of these sizes please go to the other department yes i'm sorry <laughs> go go to the next person because i can't help you it's not you right. know i'm a sizist i i am i am a size queen per se but at the same time I'm like listen you're not just going to stick anything in me like I'm going to be that person that's going to be like yo what is this what's in it what type of lube are you using um yeah my body's a temple especially because if it's also if it's part of your healing process you don't want anything fucking around with that no absolutely not especially if this is my therapeutic way because like one of the other little things that I'm into is I'm I'm more so a brat than a little but definitely a brat yeah Yes! <laughs> yes! Giving you yes! I'm definitely. You don't see many, you know, bipoc brats out there, but I am. You one. really do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, you know what? In LA, definitely. In LA, you oh, definitely over do. Here, it's a little harder. Ooh, Ooh. for sure. But honey, I it's time to go out there. It's time to make a trip, honey. I will make I you feel so like good. All of my brats are uh, bipoc. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, you, I, sir, you, what? you just feed what? into women's addiction. Like we, I don't know what that means. You, you just get a lot of black women that just like, oof. you do something to us women. I'm sorry. No, don't, don't. I love that response too. I'm don't. sorry for being me. He just, <laughs> um, so good. like, honestly, I've never, like, when I talk to people, they're like, I don't, I'm not into white men at all, but this man and you're you're telling me he's yes, and you're telling me you're with him. Oh yes, he's doing something. You do something right. Can I tell one fan, funny anecdote real quick? Oh lord, I know you're wrapping up. Oh lord, um, you were talking about um, getting about about not you getting the or having uh, toy stores that give you like the cheap shit. Yes. Uh, before I moved to California, the girl I was dating. Uh, she was like my first real sexual partner. I had had only one partner before her and she had been very abusive. So um, this was my first chance to actually like explore sexuality. And we started to lean into BDSM, but it was that very, um, you know, there are no dungeons in that area um, of North Carolina, <laughs> not known for its kink scene. Um, but they're, they're there. There's just not a lot of stuff. So, um, so we like, we didn't have like any type of education. It's just kind of like what we saw at the sex shop. 
So we went to the second shop and we're like, okay, like we want to try this. And we got like, we got some like dinky ass cheap handcuffs and some other shit. And one of the things we got was like, we we're like, okay, well, we want to try a ball gag because you were talking about the ball, about the ball gags. Or when you were talking about like every variety of ball gag, it made me think of this because we, um, well, we, I was like, okay, well, ball gags are supposed to be like a black strap with a red ball. I know how this works. <laughs> Early, early, early days. I googled a picture. I googled a picture. <laughs> I now, saw that one episode of CSI. Oh, Jesus. brought it with me and said, this is it. Exactly. So we went to the sex shop and they only had two kinds. And one of them was the more practical one that was like a black ball with it was like full of holes so you could breathe through it. And I was like, exactly. that's not. And I was like, that's not aesthetic enough. So, but the aesthetic only, is definitely the reason we're here. Exactly. <laughs> but the red one was a candy ball gag. Oh my god! Oh, oh my gosh! Was she, was she like drooling like sugar flavor? Yes. <laughs> oh so we no. put it. I, so we did it, and I was like, and I like walked away from her, like left her like cuffed and strapped to the bed with the ball gag in, and I walked away to like get some stuff. <laughs> Oh, and it was, no. I just hear her go like, Ugh. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, uh-uh. I was like, I like <laughs> ran back in. What? I was like, what's wrong? She's like, I have to, and I like pulled the gag. She's like, I'm like, she's like, I'm drowning in, in like sugar. Oh <laughs> fuck around God. and like, leave me with. I got a cavity. Right. Like, <laughs> fuck around and leave me with a ball gag in my mouth, drooling and shit and see what happens. Well, I mean, it was part of the. We were new. We were experimenting as part of the scene. But Listen. I didn't like leave the. I didn't like leave her. Like I okay. had walked like six feet away to Good. go like grab something else that we wanted to play with. I didn't. But like it was long enough. She had been there long enough for her drool to start dissolving. That poor baby. Gag. That poor girl. That what poor a girl. terrible yeah. design. No, that is really stupid. Like, not to mention, is, yeah, no, like, the dangers. I mean, sugary. Oh no, sex toys. Yeah. No, that's just not a good idea. Stop like, it with I, the sugar in the puss, y'all. No, that, that may have been oh, the one and gosh. only time that I had any type of edible anything around sex. <laughs> it's not. You learned your lesson real damn fast. Yeah, <laughs> I learned my lesson that I would never do edible underwear when I just literally opened one. That was I. This is when I was working at Playboy. Um, someone had left edible underwear before me and I don't know how old this motherfucker was, but first of all, it was so stretched out. I'm like, how could anybody put these on? Then they were like, oh, Saf, you, you should taste it and we should videotape you. It's still on my Instagram, like from a long time ago. I stretched these things out. I taste it. And oh, dear God. It was like diving in to a cave of dust. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It was a cave of dust. What it was fuck? so nasty. It was so oh. nasty. I'm like, listen. Was it made of the stuff that they make like that edible paper out of? I don't know. It looked like oh, a fruit gosh. roll up for adults, but it was so dusty. Yeah, you say it's like a fruit roll up, isn't it? It kind was. Yes. I'm like, wait, how are you? I was like holding it out. I'm like, how is somebody putting this on their Gucci? And how oh, big is God. this Gucci? I am. Because that's, that's a fat just... mother pussy. Like, it was some fat <laughs> pussy. It was for some fat damn. pussy. But I'm just like, damn, am I? supposed to layer it and then eat it like no I'll tell you yeah I've never eaten a fruit by the foot and gone like this is what gets me in the mood (laughs) 
<laughs> and no, people do oh, not put no. fruit by the foot on the pussy. Just don't put any. If it's got glycerin, if it has sugar in no. it, don't do it. Yeah, don't. no, I made that mistake too with food. With like when they had, I was doing a whole body writing scene. Oh. One of my other healing things, you know, to put the words on you. Yes. You know? That kind of a thing. Working on those trigger words that way. If anybody wants to work on healing trigger words, that's a good way for the body writing. Explain this. We actually, yeah, yeah we're not familiar with this. We're not going to wrap up just yet. You can't just give writing. us a little tease like that. The fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. We are running a little late, but that's fine. Fuck it. Oh, I'm sorry. That That is a, I've never heard of that. So you write your trigger words. That's what I do. Some people, they do it for degradation or humiliation. Like some people will have like slut written on like a vulnerable part of their body or like, oh, right. You know, yeah. Or on their butt. I'm familiar but with that. Do, but you do what? I'll do. I'll do like I'll have like smack or hit or spit, you know, or the part of the body that bothered me. Or I will put like um, penetration or, you know, oh. words that would trigger me, you know, or I'll put loud noise like somewhere by my face because or screaming. Oh, my goodness. Like things that or like I'll put like anxiety, you know, I'll put like depression somewhere or I'll put like other words onto me. And then until I well, what one of my doms did was once he would put that word on me, he would make me have to like swipe it away with my finger. Because we would use like something that you can wipe away, like mm-hmm. a paint or something. Yeah. Um, which I made the mistake with the edible stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> the edible gel, never oh, again. No, 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 Ooh. never again. I don't. Oh my God, yeah, food play. I'm like, thank God, I'm such a germaphobe. I'm like, we got candle wax that I have to still use. That was. Ugh, I, I got this wax. back on my birthday, and I was like, we still need to use this wax. I'm like, do it up. We need to utilize it tonight for sure. Is that a request? That's an order. Yeah, you don't get to make those. Well, I'm making a sub order. <laughs> she is tapping from the bottom. You're, you're, yeah, making, yeah. you're making an order like you go to a restaurant okay, and you may, hope that they may can we provide please, it. May you please blow my back out and blow the candles as well, please. Blow your back out? Wow, the things I have Let's to see. teach him. I see, don't. as a Brad, that would be my moment to sit there and go, well, that's what I want, though. Yes. I'm just like vocabulary I terms. I yeah, am very Vocabulary behaved. terms is where I got lost there. So for <laughs> for the white people out there, like Benjamin, blow the back out means you're going to fuck the shit out of me mm-hmm. so that my back hurts. That means blow the back out. My head. Right. <laughs> got it. You know, what did you say? Well, my butt to be back by my head when yes. I was back. Got it. Yes. Okay. I want you to break you know my fucking back. I'm today's I'm letter. Doing that to you. <laughs> what is that to be treated today's? Today's uh, <laughs> sponsored by the letter C. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's good. <laughs> I love oh, this. Oh man, if fuck university was, if I were any any less concerned about people interpreting fuck university as a satire, I'd be like, <laughs> we should put that shit in it. That disclaimer hey. right there. That's amazing. Right there. Oh my gosh, Snowy, I feel like I can talk to you for days and I I really do hope that people, you know, again, understand that BDSM is a therapy release. It is, you know, a re-cleanse for people that, you know, have been through a lot of shit in their personal life. This might be the lifestyle to choose responsibly as we've been talking about, but 
you know, the way to kind of reinvent yourself. I feel like as you get older and as you experience more things, especially with sexuality, this by far for me has made me closer to a partner like Benjamin. Um, he is still the only person that I would let, you know, my powers, powers be relinquished other than my girlfriend, who is also, um, a bit of a dom herself, but, um, you know, it's hard for me to just open up to just any partners to give up a certain power. But when I do, oh, dear God, the therapy. I mean, I go to therapy every Saturday, but, you know, sexual therapy is on a whole different level as well. So I want to say thank you for being the first earbud and also just, you know, thank you for sharing your truth, because that's what my weekly mission here on Sapphire's Play is to do is I want people to be in their truths, understand that there are normal people. We are all normal with some crazy kinks. Exactly. You don't you don't have to be crazy to work here, but we'll teach you. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Like you can go crazy in the bedroom, honey. It's OK. You can be a psycho, be psychotic in the bedroom and own that yep. fucking shit. Own it. <laughs> Most people don't look at me and say, oh, yeah, she's definitely the one who's being tied up and has, you know, the knife edging the side of her arm, you know, and then being called a dirty slut. You know, most people don't look at me and think that, you know, and then they see this. Oh, she looks so nice and sweet. Then I'm like, hmm. if only you knew. <laughs> I'm like, for, for you, yes. For that part of my life, yes. But the second that I decide to flip my switch. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, where can people flip their switch with you? Ooh, I have to use that. Yes. <laughs> um, the best way to find me is on Instagram. I'm on there as snowy underscore switch. Um, I am also Snowy Switch on Fat Life. I am on and off with it just because, unfortunately, Fat Life has its ups and its downs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just um, like Instagram. You, you say it's tops and its bottoms. <laughs> oh, I like these play on words. We can do this all day. <laughs> we really could. <laughs> oh my god, he's making die dom jokes now. That's it. <laughs> I have, I have, ups- I have like lost the patience of many a coworker. Just with oh they 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 they're, know they're, too they're tired much of me. they know too much <laughs> at this point it's more like especially when you said wolf oh god he he perked the yeah fuck when up. you're like I'm like a wolf I was like oh hello yes what <laughs> he he I sympathize he calls himself a wolf I'm still like <sighs> you know what you're kind of a hybrid you're a lichen but you're also a vampire so yeah I'm literally not a vampire I you're so a vampire thing. thank you no she gets it. Um, I, I was actually really excited when you're like, I'm on, when you're like Snow, uh, same uh, handle on Fet Life. I was like, sweet, I can go add another person. It's actually I know instead of all these like randos. There you go, random people that just find you out of nowhere, and then they're just <laughs> like, I have into foot fetishes. Are you? And I'm like, oh, okay, this is how we're gonna start this conversation. <laughs> right. So many, so many so conversations cool. start like that. That's why I couldn't do it. That's why I couldn't do it. But what I can do, and the earbuds are gonna be very upset, but. Unfortunately, earbuds next week, we will not be having an earplay episode, but we will be returning in two and a half weeks. Um, two and a half? Two weeks. Two weeks we will return. So August 8th. Why two and a half. Were you doing it on a Wednesday? No. So in two weeks we will return. So in August 8th, there will be a brand new, brand new episode. And we're going to get down and dirty with some vulva, vagina, 
vibrator reclamation. Like we're going to reclaim all the V's. Yes, I'm tuning in for that for sure. Yes, we're reclaiming the V's. My homegirl is named Jordan, and I'm so excited. August 8th, we will be back. So a two-week hiatus. I know, I know, it's summertime. Sapphire needs a break. Saf works too much. Saf lost her voice last week on the episode with Gabrielle Alexa, and I'm like, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to take a break. Lord Jesus, stop texting me, everybody. God damn it. But with that being said, <laughs> remember that safe sex is the best hot sex in returning in two weeks. In two weeks. Good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasting platforms.